Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everyone, I'm Priya Sachdeva, your host of Trending Daddy Show. Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences and people and get a deeper understanding of the world around you starts now. I really appreciate that every time you come to our show and give some time to listen it. I really appreciate if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcast, iTunes because your feedback matters to us. With that said, today meet our extraordinary guest Mansi Mehta, a renowned yoga teacher, scientist and mind body soul specialist. She's a yogini with profound journey in spirituality, science and holistic living. Mansi's expertise lies in Ayurveda, science, diet and holistic health. So, get ready for this insightful discussion on yoga, science and holistic living. Mansi will take us on a transformative journey to enhance our well-being. Tune in and elevate your consciousness with Trending Diary. So, hi Mansi, welcome to Training Diary. I'm so excited to have you and look forward to our amazing conversation on chakras, yoga, healing process and of course a holistic living. So, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Priya. So um, I'm super excited, actually. I'm super excited. Indeed. So so to start with uh, Mansi, there's a, one popular term that, you know, we generally heard uh, whoever is introduced to yoga or from to spirituality, there's a thing called chakra. Uh, so somewhere we are a little bit Somewhere we all have a messy understanding of what it is, but you being uh, someone who's practicing it, can you define us and enlighten us more about what chakra is and how it is important for our life, for a being? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's true. Like chakra has a lot of different definitions and a lot of different understandings coming from really ancient um, Indian philosophy which is like yogic philosophy mm -hmm. then we have kundalini yoga it has like completely different point of view how you can access it and how you can activate and what are the benefits and from a modern science also like from a modern perspective also because the more we understand our um, human body and the biology we understand the roles of chakras too um, and uh, um, like anciently speaking, that they are basically the energy centers and they do not exist in the physical body um, mm. as we imagine, you know, chakras or the wheels or something. Um, so it's just for the visualization so that it makes it easier um, for us to understand like what mm. we are thinking of, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that comes from the Indian philosophy. But when we think about the modern science or the biology, so it's basically the uh, very powerful centered centers along the spine, mm -hmm. as we call energy centers, where the neuronal networks are really dense. And along those um, areas, we have our very major organs, like our vital organs, like heart, 
part, you know, of our reproductive organs and all, all the systems basically, which is along the spine in the center. And there are also our endocrine system is there. And that's why it's very vital for when we talk about chakras and holistic uh, well-being, right? So mm -hmm. it's not just for spiritual aspect, not just physical. It's like everything, everything. Um, it's very dense topic, actually, and very interesting. Okay. Before moving to another question, I really look forward to understand mm -hmm. know one thing from you. So because you mentioned that, you know, uh, you are you, you are a scientist, you, your education, your profession is scientist. Mm -hmm. And from that to become a yoga coach or a spiritual coach, um, how how have your life has transformed or your process of perceiving meditation uh, or yoga uh, from the very first class that you took to now because i remember mm -hmm. when i have to went i went for my very first yoga class in 2017 or 16 maybe uh, I, I almost end up sleeping in the meditation class I literally end up sleeping in the meditation class too. So when I compare it, of course, there's a lot of transformation. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm not a very regular meditator. But uh, but I want to know from your perspective, like when you used to do in your very first class or the very first month and you do practice it now. So what is the transformation from an amateur to an expert? So, um... Yeah, so the, being being a scientist or having this curiosity, you know, like my logical mind has always been like the first one mm -hmm. to question everything, um, even like without going into it, even without knowing anything, I would do it. But then I would question everything. I would try to know as much as I can, you know, I do some research on it. So from my personal experience, I would say at the beginning, of course, I was more logical, you know, okay. thinking why this is happening, why we do this and this and that. And from there to this point right now, I'm more connected, more grounded. So I'm not just up here, you know, uh, but it's it's more like connected to the inner self, to the inner body with my intuitions and as I move through my practices, even if let's let's just talk about meditation, right? So now I'm not thinking, I'm not questioning anything. I just let it come. I'm just being there, just an observer and just letting it go also at mm -hmm. the same time, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the transformation I think I have noticed that I was at first, I was very curious, um, but not always it's a good thing, right? That you need to be kind of grounded and you need to be um in it but then you're questioning everything like how does it work or you know yes yeah. sometimes it's important to so let now it it's flow. more like yeah let it all. exactly exactly uh talking about the chakras uh so what do you think so <laughs> beyond the yoga mat do you think that an individual can incorporate chak chakra awareness into their daily lives uh, to foster overall well-being can it be happen mm -hmm. yeah of course of course so as we just talked about the chakras what are they right so from um, um, yogic philosophy from spiritual aspects also and from the physical aspects which is the our endocrine system and all the hormonal systems right mm -hmm. all the glands mm -hmm. which are situated uh, at each chakra like at the base of the spine root chakra then sacral chakra manipura chakra all these chakras right along the spine coming up until the crown of the head which is the crown chakra or sahasrara chakra mm -hmm. so 
all these chakras play a very vital role actually mm. not just in moving the prana the life force the energy which is uh, on a subtle level right on an energy body level but mm. also the physical level very like grounding which will regulate all your system which will balance all the hormones in the body and yeah it's basically giving you more and more sense of who you are actually internally right it, it's bringing out all those things and um when uh, we don't have this sense of awareness, what is going on inside, we are so disconnected. We are very much disconnected with our body, with our habits. You know, we are eating anything. Um, so on a holistic level, I would say, yes, like whatever you eat, the way you live, everything is impacting your body. And it, of course, affects the chakras and, you know, balances, imbalances and everything. So it's all connected. Yeah. Okay, so out of all the names, why did you choose, uh, I think your Insta handle is the crown chakra. So why the crown chakra? I think it's for spirituality and it's there, mm -hmm. right? I don't know where. So yeah, it's spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very interesting question, actually. <laughs> Everyone who are in the yoga field and I, I make new friends, I meet new people and I give, I give them my Insta handle and they go like, the crown chakra, interesting, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, it's funny, like I started my Instagram handle for yoga in 2017. And this was the first thing that came to me, like the crown chakra. But I would say the reason behind it is because I'm more intellectual. As I already said that I'm from a scientific background, right? right. So I'm already highly intellectual. And mm -hmm. those, I'm up here a little bit more than, you know, like, I mean, now it has changed, but it used to be like that. And we all have that tendency, actually. Some mm -hmm. people are more emotional, right. right? And some people are more creative. Some people are more grounded and secure and so on and so forth, right? Some people are more into giving and receiving. So their heart chakra. Some people can express themselves really well through their voice. So the throat right. chakra. So it, we all have that tendency, which is more dominant and, and more, you know, um, like out of balance, I would say. So uh, in my case, it was more the higher chakras, the intellectual ones. And I guess that just came to me. Yeah. Got it. Also talking about the meditation that, you know, you're discussing. Uh, every person has a different definition or different practice of, uh, you know, meditation, right? So every time you come up mm -hmm. with a different video, different books, different guru, different guides, they all have their different techniques uh, for the meditation mm -hmm. uh, and as a layman who's just started or or someone who's very new to it what do you think what can be the right technique or what is your uh, technique for meditation for aligning your mind or energizing yourself mm -hmm. can I ask you what is meditation for you uh, as you said you're also okay. practicing okay. sometimes so for, so for me it's it's just uh so, so, so there are two things that I generally practice when I say meditation for me it's it's chanting om that that I really do mm -hmm. and and just sit in silence and 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 uh, that's it that's it as you mentioned nothing comes mm -hmm. in nothing goes out it's really hard it really still there are times you know you cannot stop your mind working mm -hmm. So whenever I'm, I go in a park or something, so there are two things that I generally practice, majorly uh, chanting Om, that, that, that gives me peace personally, and, uh, and just, just the silence, I believe, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, yeah. So that's uh, called Japa meditation, the chanting Om. 
mm-hmm. and anyone can do it even mm-hmm. the beginners that's right. like really good practice actually or having the japa mala right rosary and doing so that is also a way of meditating right. so meditation doesn't always have to be that you have to sit in a meditative posture and cross-legged mm-hmm. with your spine straight always mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be right and and just sit there for like half an hour an hour without moving um but it's the best way actually also to have that posture and everything but meditation can be anything that you do with your utmost concentration mm-hmm. and when you are aware and when you're in that present moment mm-hmm. right so that can be a meditative process also mm-hmm. but as a beginner when you would like to develop um a practice for yourself i would say that this japa meditation where you mm-hmm. can just chant simply om um sacred mantra or um you could focus on your breathing mm-hmm. so that's the most easiest way to start your practice you know as a beginner so you can focus on the breathing the inhales and the exhales the length of the breathing the sensations what you feel in your body and also the movement in your body so as we are breathing deeply we are involving the full yogic breath we call so we are involving our abdomen our mm. lungs and also the clavicular clavicular part right the upper mm. shoulder part Done. so when you're trying to do that already then you're focused on the breath itself because usually we don't breathe enough usually we don't use our lungs full capacity also mm-hmm. so when we are doing deep breaths that itself in a way is a work that you're focused you're intentionally you know trying to breath um take deep breaths and uh, release everything and and so on and so forth so focusing on the breath is bringing your attention in that moment in that movement also mm-hmm. so that's one of the thing that i would suggest that you could start there um mm-hmm. you could start with the movement also mm-hmm. so any kind of movement like dancing which i enjoy very much yeah. uh it can be yoga asana practices also mm-hmm. um what but with the movement it's like your mind tends to run away somewhere right you're too focused on one thing or the other so when you can um focus on the movement without any judgments and without any you know thinking of what what is next what is next what is the mm-hmm. next asana mm-hmm. then i would say that is also very very much meditative practice so mm-hmm. whatever works because for different people different things are there right so it's very important to find out what works best for you and for that it's very much best to be curious mm-hmm. you know without any expectations and try different things try different kinds of meditations and see what works for you indeed i was just imagining while you were speaking about this that you know how beautiful it could be if we can you know uh, mm-hmm. practice this meditation as you mentioned even in our uh, simple daily task like connecting with others without judgments making friends without expectations and mm-hmm. you know doing even smallest of the things uh, out of curiosity rather than expecting the outcome so how beautiful and uh, different mm-hmm. our lives would be uh, individuals would be if we practice this meditation in our you know daily activities so indeed well uh, that that's what yoga is right it's not that you practice on the mat it's mm-hmm. also off the mat and it's like everything you do 
it's mm-hmm. as you said beautifully right making friends being out in the world doing things or even working on your computer and, and doing things indoors right everything is yoga actually it doesn't have to be the asana it doesn't have to be pranayama or meditation right mm-hmm. everything you do can be yoga Mm-hmm. makes sense with that said uh, because you have been into this uh, you know uh, on ground uh, working with lots of people changing transforming lots of people's lives so any any transformation story you can change uh, with about you or any of the you know person mm-hmm. you have coached uh, with uh, with your practices so any any transformation story or anything that really clicked you throughout your journey yeah it's always surprising even even if i believe in the practices you know even if it's always teaching me and when i'm teaching and guiding others that is also teaching me something so but but it always surprises me and i feel like immensely grateful even if i can change a little bit you know i can help a little bit it's it's something really huge for me and to think about it i think i would say like in very general I, i don't have like one particular story or i could share but you know there are like so many things i have seen so many things um over the time that e- even including myself right i i started with physical practice strictly yes. physical mm-hmm. and then it moved towards like different aspects and it became more holistic practice so now it's not that i have to do something to attain something or or to get somewhere it just it happens you know you just move through life and as you incorporate all these practices in your day to day lives you you don't really have to think much actually mm-hmm. because you know you know it's funny because like i'm uh, i'm also coaching people with the diet and all and we say diet right mm. and all i try to do is move them from which is unhealthy right and which is not right for their body type of course according to the ayurveda right the three doshas and all but other than that it's it's mostly plain simple diet mm-hmm. which is actual foods mm. and calling calling it a diet right mm. like so so you're actually eating the food which you're supposed to eat and then you just call it diet so you're not really changing much um i don't know how, how to put it right okay now. it's you know, just that i think i think i, I should sum it summed it up that uh, you know the transformation story had started from yourself first because as you mentioned that you were suffering from some injury and that first you healed yourself mm-hmm. when you was introduced that to the practices yeah. to the meditation yeah. and then you took this mm-hmm. decision that once i you have seen the magic you have been healed now you take this step further to you know heal other people so i think it itself a beautiful story that how and healing story for yourself become become uh, you know transformation for others as well so if i summed it up yeah exactly and 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 uh, okay get, getting back to that point actually i i lost some track there but getting back to it like about the healing yes i have seen a lot of people transforming through because as i mentioned already that we have uh, different chakras and and different imbalances happening in the body right so right. we are all different and even if we focus on more of the holistic approach focusing on our lifestyle diet and and whatever we do and mental health emotional health everything still it's different for everyone 
So I have seen a lot of people getting more help, like focusing through different practices, like more like movements. Some people benefit through meditations only. Mm -hmm. Some people benefit through like chanting mantras, you know, mm -hmm. so like opening up certain parts of themselves. So over the period, I would say, yeah, I have seen like a lot of people um, transforming, but I would say it comes with the awareness it starts from the awareness got it and that's something i i focus like greatly on um as i take on this journey with anyone right so that is the self-awareness part which comes the first mm -hmm. because if you're not really aware of what's going on inside and you're too focused on one thing or the other then you're not um you know moving anywhere actually so with that awareness they help themselves, they heal themselves. And I mostly guide them to be more aware of what's going on inside, actually. Fair enough. Uh, with that said, uh, there, there's a last thing that I'm really curious to know, because you mentioned about the Ayurvedic diet, that how the there is mm -hmm. a journey of from being unhealthy to healthy. And I think uh, somewhere they, they, we all are not very well versed about the Ayurvedic diets or, or what should what kind of food we should consume uh, on the daily basis, including me. Uh, so, mm -hmm. so if you could quickly suggest us that, you know, uh, so generally there are three uh, food diets that we consume, starting with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And and maybe mm -hmm. for some it's uh, daily roti sabzi, for some it's an out of food. So according to Ayurveda, what do you suggest? What are the, how, uh, what kind of food should be uh, consumed starting from breakfast, uh, to uh, uh, to lunch to dinner of course it cannot be a, a full-fledged diet or a very same diet for everyone because every individual is different but the kind or the type of the food one should consume uh, from morning to evening if you can enlighten us uh, yeah that yeah so that that's very much uh, true that we all have different doshas right like and and uh, different um, levels of doshas so depending on that individuals are recommended to consume uh, things which is um, for example mornings right so mornings we wake up and our digestion hasn't started yet mm -hmm. so instead of going full-on um, heavy meals or anything very much oily or mm -hmm. processed like in general I would say stay away from the processed food mm -hmm. packaged food Mm -hmm. anything which is artificial which is super fried deep fried everything throughout the day stay away from that um that said uh for the mornings right so uh, opt for something which is um easy to digest also mm -hmm. which is not um you know very heavy on your stomach mm -hmm. and start your digestion with with something like lemon water hot, warm lemon water Mm -hmm. So that will basically um, normalize the pH in the stomach. It okay. will not be acidic. It will not be basic. And then uh, after that balance, you could put something in your body and that will absorb mm -hmm. the food properly, right? And uh, so something which is not fried, not, uh, you know, heavy, that kind of breakfast. So I would recommend something very simple like porridge or fruits or smoothie bowls and, and stuff like that. And... Um, include as much as fatty seeds as you can mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the morning you know all the seeds nuts dry fruits all these things soaked and <clears throat> overnight soaked and 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 so on and so forth uh for lunch i would say 
go again simple warm home cooked meals um any any kind of vegetables um every now and then you could have a lot of lentils cooked lent lentils and and so on and so forth for the protein intake um again for the night it could be simple lighter meals not so heavy um but i would say like i don't really restrict so much around the diet you know um you you could eat as much as you feel good in your body so mm-hmm. again it's it's more about connecting with your own body and knowing what's right for you and what's not right right mm-hmm. because certain foods will increase more vata in the body so that is the air element certain food will be burning or giving you acidity so mm-hmm. that's increasing more pitta and so on and so forth so according to ayurveda we are um, you know advised to basically be more aware about those elements and and what we are um, feel in the body mm-hmm. so that's again something uh, which is uh, another yogic practice right so being in in alignment with your own self with your own body physical body as well mm-hmm. so yeah Interesting. With that said, Mansi, there's the last thing that I'm always curious to you know from my guests. What is the one trend that you would like to see more evolving in the new world, or one trend that you like to see more embraced? What's that one trend looks like? Um. Well, one trend. Um. Well, as we as we talked a lot about the holistic, the the word we use holistic a lot, right? right? And also this that diet part i think we have a lot of misconceptions around it and we have lack of knowledge and so the one thing i think or if we could talk next would be about the um, the fasting and detoxification okay because people are into it and i see that people are doing it like again uh different sources you know different uh, knowledge and and different kind of um ideas around it but we need to really understand mm-hmm. how it works and how it affects our body fasting mm-hmm. detox intermittent fasting even you know mm-hmm. so i think that is the uh one of the area where i would like to see more progress to understand our gut health and how it's connected with our overall well-being. well-being. I think you have also given me the next topic for our conversation or the part. <laughs> Definitely. For sure, for sure. And, and it's a nice ending with the curiosity to our listeners. Part two will be coming soon for passing and detoxification. <laughs> I think thank you yes. so much, Marky. You, it's yes. lovely talking to you. Thank you so oh, much for sharing you so your much. knowledge. I think it's worth it. Personally, I got to know lots of things. I hope to try to inculcate even some of it. But uh, thank you so much. It's lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. It was really amazing to share my insights. And yeah, always <laughs> curious to learn more and know more. <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Hope to see you soon. Indeed. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you beautiful people for listening. I hope you get some value today. I personally enjoyed uh having conversation with Mansi the kind of knowledge she shared. It's amazing. I I personally hope that I can try to you know inculcate a few of the things in my personal life I think. It all, all made sense 
and as she mentioned that probably for the next episode we might invite her soon for fasting and detoxification this is personally i am really curious about and now this has become a trend so it's really a high time that we can have a good information around the same with that said thank you again do not forget to leave us a review on uh, apple itunes because your feedback really matters to us till then bye bye and god bless us all